was in seminary at Yale Divinity School, I was part of a group of folks who were exploring the intersection of religion and ecology. Through courses coupled with Yale's Divinity School and Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies. And one of my friends in that cohort was a guy named Justin. After graduating, Justin did some grassroots organizing in environmental issues around New Haven and went to work with the group 350.org, the international coalition founded by Bill McKibben and some students with the intention of working to return atmospheric carbon dioxide levels to pre-industrial safety zone of 350 parts per million, hence the name 350.org. <clears throat> With 350.org, Justin organized rallies, he took part in protests, he did publicity with musicians, including touring personally with Radiohead and hanging out with Tom York, which is pretty cool for him. While Justin believed in this work, and there were moments of fun, after a few years, he was exhausted, drained of motivation. The changes that needed to come to combat climate change were simply not happening. Despite his dedicating every waking moment of his life to the cause. Justin was burned out. He spent a good six months in a dark place. But both with his background in education in all things spiritual and religious, Justin realized that there was a need that was not being met. Justice Seekers and organizers need rest, like parents, like faculty, like students, like all of us need rest. We need restoration, we need renewal. So Justin and some friends got trained and started a company to revitalize people who are struggling with burnout. They called it Coaching for Social Change. Over and over again, they realize that the pursuit of justice requires persistence and renewal. Persistence and prayer. The marriage of what Richard Rohr calls action and contemplation. That is the heart of today's gospel passage. Pray always and do not lose heart. Back in July, we talked about that old adage, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Do you guys remember this? Remember talking about this a little bit, those of you who are here? The, the idea that the, if you want something, you need to squeak. <laughs> you got to squeak for it. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Today's passage is yet another example of that. Here, a widow, a widow 
the powerless and marginalized person of Jesus' time is able to convince a judge, a judge who has no sense of justice, that he should change his mind. She is the squeaky wheel who gets the grease. Now, we could end this story there, right? Cue the temptations ain't too proud to beg. Which we totally would have done if Alex had shown up today, but my voice is not having it. If we stop there, we could just say, faith is perseverance, faith is tenacity. That's true, but tenacity requires sustenance. Pray always and do not lose heart. That was the preface for this parable, and that is the message. Our capacity to seek justice is contingent upon our restoration, contingent upon our connection to God. More simply, we need prayer. We need prayer like we need water. It is part of the human condition. And if we are humans called to pursue justice, which we are, we must know the source of justice. We must know that which we seek. Prayer is one way in which we become familiar with the source of of justice. There are many aspects of prayer. There's supplication, there's contemplation, there's meditation, there's petition, and there are different ways to pray on our knees, on a mat, prostrated on the floor, hands together, hands up high, hands overlapping, with thumbs touching. But there is an overarching posture of prayer. More than a what? It is a how. As Lakota teacher Wolf puts it in Michael Kearney's book, Nest in the Stream, prayer is not about what we say or do. Prayer is a state of being. Prayer is a state of being, a state of being that connects us to God, to one another, to all who have come before and all who will come after. The latest uh, National Ge- Geographic magazine has this article toward the back on uh, where dinosaur bones have been ending up. Has anybody seen this? It's pretty interesting. Uh, it, it's, it's focused really on on how a lot of dinosaur bones have ended up in private homes, which is such a weird thing. Uh, and it's really interesting to look at the photos of these homes with like bones, like huge old dinosaurs in them. Uh, but it was interesting to, to hear what one of the, of the collectors, one of the, not one of the people that had one in their homes, but one of the people that would go out to the American West or go out to parts of China and, and collect these, these dinosaur bones. What they said is when they have them all collected, 
when they're all cleaned off and you can see the creature there before you. That there is an instant connection with, with this thing that has come long before. A connection with the millions of years that have transpired since that creature lived and we live. They said that being with dinosaur bones was spiritual. That is prayer. This act of plugging ourselves into the eternal processes, the eternal connections at work. Prayer changes who we are, and who we are changes the world. It does. There's that line, apocryphally attributed to Gandhi, be the change you want to see. Even if he didn't say it, it's true. (laughs) That's what's happening in the passage from Jeremiah today. I will put my law within them. I will write it on their hearts. The law, righteousness, justice, whatever you want to call it, it must become part of us, ingrained in us, if we are to seek change, if we are to transform the world around us. We all feel it, the magnetic pull to justice, and sometimes we participate in it. Sometimes we help out something larger than us. Other times, we long for change, and all we see is the destruction of the EPA, the bleaching of the corals, the gigantic Pacific garbage patch, twice the size of Texas? What? All we see are the Kurds abandoned to genocide. All we see are power outages in our area. All we see is fear. In those moments, the pursuit of justice becomes exhausting. In those moments, we need motivation. We need prayer. We need community. We need Marilisa. We need this beautiful little baby who is about to be baptized there in her mom's arms. How amazing is this process that we get to witness of each other, our lives, people coming into being and growing into being the justice seekers that we all long to be. We need to turn to her and remember the purpose of it all. Remember generations before us and remember generations to come. Remember the divine source of all life and love that works through and in and with us all. In that state of remembrance, the state of being we call prayer, 
the eternal goodness in which we participate becomes self-evident. And there's no finish line. There's no burnout. There's no end to justice. There's only God's eternal love at work. Mm.